Hey, y'all. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two fabulous friends recap romance novels while giggling, pontificating, and being in awe of the genre. Okay, you know we have to start with some Patreon shoutouts. Welcome to brand new patrons, Dixie Bang, um, nice, Jolie G, Kelly L, Hannah, Sabrina, Aaron K, and Kate E. And now here's some super love to some longtime patrons, Alice, David E, Ramya S, Catherine A, Juliet F, Vonnie R, Victoria E, and Leslie. Thanks, y'all, so much for being part of the Patreon. And if you haven't, you know, nommed all of the hundred and almost 70 back catalog episodes, you know, get to it. Most of them are with Aaron and I, and then the rest are with fabulous people you already know. This week, you can actually look forward to getting recaps of the rest of this four book series because whoopsie, I didn't realize book one was a cliffhanger. But never fear, patrons, we won't leave you hanging. And then be sure to join us for our live author hang with Tracy Livesay this Friday. August 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we get to celebrate the Duchess effect with her, as well as, you know, the rest of her incredible career. So don't miss it. Now, on to part one. This is a crossover event with Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books. So the rest of book one will be on their podcast feed this Friday. So without further ado, let's get into Dragon Called by Cassie Alexander and Kara Lockhart. Enjoy! I apologize for the extra bass notes in my voice. I'm getting over an outstanding cold, but mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm breathing. It's just it, my voice is a little reverby. So hi, everyone. Hey, listen, I like yeah, it. I'm, I like I'm your it. bass today. I'm, I'm your bass-voiced <laughs> bass co-host for the my day. My bass bitch. That's right. <laughs> yeah, didn't you get sick on vacation? I did. I did get you sick. poor thing. Well, I went on vacation. I came back. And then my older oh. child, who's going to college this fall, which is astonishing Holy to me, wow. um, he did a program at the university that he's going to. That happens to be mm. in Denton, Texas, where it was 109 and you basically like walk into a hairdryer because it was windy too. It was like walking into a oh hairdryer, and I kept looking around like, "Is this a joke? Like, I'm taking this personally. Are you kidding me with this? Am I getting punked? Like, this is horrible. <laughs> like, this is just like this all the time. What? Oh my god! And then it got worse. So I was in and out of air conditioning, oh and I was traveling, and yeah. I got a cold right at the end, and I brought the cold home with me. But I will tell you. I went out to the dispensary because I have a I have a medical marijuana card in Maryland, although now we have nice. recreational here in Maryland. Nice. And, you know, I have this nasty, disgusting cold and a lot of people who do medicinal marijuana are immunocompromised. So I put a mask oh, on yeah. and went in the dispensary and, you know, they check my ID. So I put my mask off and I put it back on. And, you know, you can hear in my voice that things are very sexy down there. And the woman <laughs> at the front desk who was checking me in looked me dead in the face and was like, Thank you for wearing a mask. And I was like, holy oh. cow, I haven't been thanked for that in like ages. Ages. But you're very yeah. welcome because no one wants this. Oh, I'm no. I'm going to sit here in no, my booth and you stay not. in your booth. <laughs> 
Absolutely. This is when this is when virtual hangouts are the best. Oh, I I I really <laughs> like them. Like I never I, I never too. hated them, but you know. No. I'm I'm a little weird that way. All right. I got a book here. We we read a book. You do. Yeah. We've got a book. Okay, so we're doing it old school heaving bosoms smart bitches style. Yes. Bosom bitches, smart bosoms, heaving bitches. Uh, listen, it doesn't matter. And so part one is going to be on my end, and part two is going to be on Smart Bitches later this week. That is correct. Very excited Come about it. Come find us on Friday. Start your weekend yeah. off with the rest of this absolute mayhem. Oh, my God. Start to finish. Like, nonstop. I mayhem. devoured this. Same. I, like, read this in a day and a half, maybe? Yeah. It, yeah, uh, same. It, it was compulsively readable. <laughs> it absolutely was. Well, and it made me feel better about what I have to tell you sorry for. Uh -oh. <clears throat> Hello, Sarah. Hello, my friend. I'm so sorry. What did I do? I'm, I'm sorry that I did accidentally send you a cliffhanger book, <laughs> not realizing <laughs> it was a four book arc. <laughs> I, I, first of all, I'm never mad. Like it happens. Okay. Things happen. I'm not mad about it. But Thank I got you. to the end and I was like, well, that's interesting, because if you take like, the 34,000 foot view, there's mm -hmm. a complete story in this book. It's not like you get there to is. the end and it's like, no more book for you. And it's a dissatisfying no. cliffhanger. It is a satisfying mm -mm. cliffhanger. We just haven't dealt with all the stuff yet. Like there's more stuff. Yeah, it's just a relationship yeah. cliffhanger yeah. is all. There's the, the plot is resolved. Um, some of the major questions are resolved. So I was actually pretty yeah. impressed. Like this is an interesting way to created cliffhanger the relationship yeah. has some conclusion to it or not even conclusion some satisfaction let's put it that way yeah the, the relationship uh -huh. has some satisfaction to it but i didn't get to the end and realize oh there's going to be more books and then be like have that have, oh, i'm so yeah mad. i didn't have that angry yeah. or i'm not fulfilled feeling like sometimes you get to a cliffhanger yeah. and you're like well why did i even bother i'm unhappy now totally and i think totally i think those are the cliffhangers that piss people off because if I you so go too. into genre fiction, you're expecting an ending. And if zero pieces of that ending are there, <laughs> it's like it, it's the same feeling as watching a cliffhanger on a really tense television show. Like you just feel kind of. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, like you're left hanging. Yeah. No. And I think I liked it uh, and I didn't mind it just because it is a cliffhanger only to romance readers. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly like. true. Because the plot part of this book is <laughs> yeah. mostly resolved and there's satisfaction yeah. involved, which we'll get to. Yeah. But the relationship arc is not. However, uh -huh. neither character is left in a bad place. No. I also appreciated no. that. It wasn't like, oh, my life is miserable and here's the end of the book. It was, we've reached a pausing point, basically, for our story. Right. And I'm like, this is really smart. I'm very impressed. Yeah, we've reached a very logical impasse. Yeah. I would also... It's not like... Oh. Go yeah. ahead. No, it's not like uh, the first book of F the Fifty Shades series where, you know, he, he does a big abuse on her and she doesn't use her safe word and then she breaks up with him and it's bad. <laughs> it's not like that at all. Deeply unsatisfying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point, you might as well just end the book in the middle of a word. <laughs> And then he said, mm -hmm. tune in for the next book. Oh, Ooh. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I would like to say that I find very yeah. impressive about this book mm -hmm. is that it was published in 2020. 
This book came yeah. out in May of 2020. And I look at any book that I see that has a 2020 pub date. I have this like extra like affection for the book. Like I'm Absolutely. rooting for the book and the people who are behind it. Like, oh, 2020, you did a really, really hard, hard thing. So yeah. good job. Yes, you did it. Yeah. Actually, and I think that extends to 2021, you yeah. know, just oh, because yeah. like, I mean, indie authors write, you know, a lot of times all the way up to the published date. Yeah. So, you know, it's not the same as trad, but I don't know. 2021 was just as rough and like oh, trying yeah. to write a book in 2020 was, I heard hard for people. <laughs> Not only was it hard, but also so many books got pushed back because Mm. there were delays in shipment, delays in transit, whole containers falling off the boat. And so people would just push like publishers pushed books back and independent publishers, independent authors pushed books Mm -hmm. back. So 2021 was like almost a catch up period for some for some people, too. Yeah, I feel like publishing is getting the books that I'm seeing seem like. They are of a slightly different tone than the 2020, 2021, 2022 books. Mm. Like I'm seeing more like really hopeful, optimistic, happy, engaged writing coming out Mm -hmm. now, which makes me very Mm -hmm. happy. Publishing itself is just a big, hot mess right now. So the less we say about them, the better. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we're in paranormal times. Paranormal times. Yeah, but our heroine doesn't know it. No. So Andy's just a nurse. Andy's a nurse, and she's really good at her job, and she needs money. Yes, and I do want to say one thing. Yeah. Andrea is Uh Chinese-American, and her last name is Mm N-G-O. And I think there's a joke later on about how to pronounce her last name. Yeah. But, but I went down such a rabbit hole of the proper way to pronounce her surname. And I'm Did still you? I'm still not sure if I have it right. Well, one thing I've done with podcasting is I will search for guests online when they've done other videos and listen to them say their own names. Yep. So yep, then, I, uh, yeah. then I then I like I can figure it out this I've I've got a Vietnamese pronunciation. I got a Chinese pronunciation. I cannot figure out what the right way is. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that it is no like the ng of ing in the, mm. with the tongue to the edge of your hard palate yeah. then forward to the o i think i have that right but if i am wrong please let me know because i have been chasing my tail on this but andrea yeah. andrea i think makes a joke about her name she does so okay and uh, so i don't know if this is correct but i listened to the audiobook to read oh, this oh very smart very yeah. smart and it's narrated by victoria may so she is also Asian. I'm not sure what ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Um, how, did, how, did, how did they say it? So it's interesting because when he says it and she's like, oh, my God, why is it so sexy that he knows how to say my name? She said, nah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because okay. I think if I'm right, Nyo is like the Vietnamese pronunciation. Ah, so I was going down the wrong I don't know. I, you know what? I should have my... asked Michael um, because, you know, he speaks Mandarin. And I don't know if this is like Cantonese or Mandarin, but he would have a better idea than I did. But yeah, when he when she pronounced it correctly, according to the character, it was Nga. And yeah. then when somebody okay. later on was like, nurse, no, it was different. Yeah. OK. Yeah. This is all good. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you, Victoria. I hope times. you're right. Yeah. And <laughs> Andrea, who goes by Andy, is mm. a nurse and times are hard. 
Yeah, it's rough. Like, you know, she's got this brother, and he did skip out on a $10,000 bail that she posted for him. What a dickbag. Wowza. Like, this book starts out like an Am I the Asshole uh, on on Reddit. (laughs) It's true, yeah. And so because of that, she's been picking up, like, every extra shift she possibly can at the hospital she works at. And then she's also been trolling, like, independent gigs. Yes, And she has a costume for her job. She wears glasses because she knows, even though she can see perfectly, people think she's either super smart or super sheltered when she wears glasses. And so she Mm -hmm. uses that to her advantage. So she, from book page two, has a disguise, which I thought was so smart, given the larger themes in this book. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So she's picked up extra work because she needs money. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about Andy is she asks a lot of questions, which what? is not great when you're dealing with a whole bunch of paranormal. You ever notice that paranormal, dudes. paranormal dudes, they just they, they just get really pissy about their secrets. They can't handle questions. And how no. dare you ask? How dare them? you? And she's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> my one my one like like one thing I thought was hilarious about this book is that she's always defining herself and her characteristics according to her job. But her job apparently encompasses everything. And like when I thought it through, it's all true. But she's like, questions are my thing. And I would because I'm a and I would be like lawyer. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> and then like I would naturally fill it in lawyer. And then she go, because I'm a nurse. And I'm like, oh, no, that. Yeah, because you have to diagnose. And then she would be like, no, I, I have to like confront people because I'm a and I'm like police officer. No, because I'm a nurse. And like, like all of these, all of these things. It was really, yep. it was really Secrets fun. could kill you. Asking questions saved lives was yeah. what I highlighted there. She's not wrong. No, she's absolutely right. So, Okay. So she gets a job with the rich billionaire who is, you know, a hermit, and he's the Bruce Wayne. He's a playboy. If if you know you're thinking of the right generation, yep. He's a, he's a playboy recluse, and he's wealthy as heck. Yes, and he's described as injuriously handsome. <gasps> that was such a good turn of wasn't phrase. that a good turn yeah. of phrase? He was so hot you'd do a double take for and wind up getting hit by an oncoming bus you hadn't noticed (laughs) and hot enough to know, hot enough that there was no way he didn't know it. No, he knows it. Got it. Uh-huh. Understood. I, I that that two sentences has given me like a full character sketch. I'm very impressed. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So um, he picks her up and he pronounces she, her name right, and she's like, Ooh. "Oh, I know." She gets pants feelings about it, and I get that. That's hot. And she though thinks that he's just a driver. She's like, yes. "I've never seen a driver in such a nice three piece suit, but I'm going with it." Yep. She's trying to get information out of him. And so she's like, what's he like? And he's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. And she's like, Mr. Blackwood, you know, the guy you work for. And he's yeah, like, the person I'm supposed to be taking care of. Hello. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's what? like, you know what? The more the less questions you ask, the better. And then she thinks to herself, good help doesn't gossip. And I am only ever going to be the help. Ouch. Girl. Yeah. This is like, we've we've talked about books like this before. This is Mm. very economic storytelling. It is very brief, but it does a lot in a Mm -hmm. handful of words, which I always find extremely impressive. Absolutely. So they're driving into the estate 
And she has two things that she notices. One, she's looking out at this gorgeous view because they live up in the hills where there's mm-hmm. money. And, you know, if you're going to have a reclusive estate, it automatically has to be in some hills. Yeah. But her Auntie Kim's voice bubbles up in her head that there are dragons in the world. And she's looking, she's looking out at the view and she's looking out at the city and she's looking at the house. And that's what she thinks of. She thinks of her Auntie Kim saying there are dragons in this world. And I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but is this where the, the tale goes on and she's like, and to know a dragon is to be cursed? That's or is later, that I later? Think. Okay. Okay. Think. Well, that's the tone, the way that Auntie Kim said it. Grand Auntie Kim. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing she notices is that she just feels awful the closer they get. Like she oh just God. feels terror and yeah, doom and you you need to call 911. You're having uh-huh. a panic attack. And she's a she's a health professional, so she knows something is wrong and she's like, "Well, I'm not in any peril. I'm sitting in a car, so something is right. wrong with my body. What is happening?" And she's trying to breathe through it and she's trying to breathe through it. And, and he's he says, checking in on her. Yes, he keeps checking in on her and he goes, "Don't worry. You're allowed to be here." And she's like, "That's a weird thing to say." Okay. But she pretty much immediately feels better. Like yep. Oof. So that's that's fun. And now he's all pissy, and she's like, "Oh Christ, what did I do? Was, yeah, right? was I not supposed to show the fact that I was panicking? Like, sorry." I mean, because meanwhile she barely showed anything. She was just like breathing a little heavy, like you're yeah. like you're having a contraction and trying not to wake your partner up in bed. You yep. know? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Highly specific, but Extremely. you know, very apt. And then she asks his name, and he's like, "It doesn't matter." She's mm-hmm. like, well, it kind of does, but okay, fine. So then for the rest of the time, she calls him Mr. No Name, and he finds that cheeky. Yes. He likes it. So they pull up to a castle. As you do. She's like, this is a castle. This Later a castle. on, he shouts something to the effect of, how did a portal open up in my castle? Man, rich people problems, I swear. <laughs> Truly. Such an issue. Just... <laughs> Truly. So now they go into this room and it is a it's a makeshift hospital room. Yeah. They've got all the, the do's and the dads and they've got all the gizmos they need. And they take her phone and they oh, remind God. her that she signed an NDA. So she mm-hmm. has no way to contact anyone, to text anybody. Hey, I'm at this weird house. Here's where I am. Here's my location. None of that. Yeah. They take her phone and they give her a phone to use to contact them. Yeah. Which yeah. is Which is hella creepy. It's real. Yeah, it's real unsettling. Yeah. You know, I would say. So... In the room is the patient yeah. um, who does look like they're in a bad place. Yeah. They clearly need care. This is not like a, a fake situation. No one's up there to have no. some sort of fetish time at her discomfort. She, her skills are absolutely needed. Yeah, yeah. It's also not like, you know, my my cousin has bronchitis, no. like sit with them overnight. That's not what it is. This person is in bed and they're also strapped down. Their muscles, oh are, their arms are strapped down. How, how level, I mean, level 13 on the DEFCON most extreme, right? Like you walk in and an unconscious person is strapped down. Also, he's clearly like a muscle man. He does lots of muscle stuff. His muscles have muscles. Yes. Like Volkswagens have parked on his biceps. (laughs) Volkswagen bugs. Yeah. Easily. Mm -hmm. Easily. So 
she then looks over and there's this like Midwestern golden boy looking dude, also very muscly. And she does get his name. His name is Austin. Yep. And like we find out, I don't know if she knows this, but the patient is his brother. Yes. So <laughs> and oh, yeah. the other guy sa- says um, she asks you know, what What happened? Is this Mr. Blackwood? Mm-hmm. And, and Mr. No Name is like, well, it doesn't matter. Can you just keep him alive for eight hours? And she's like, yeah, if you tell me what's wrong with him. Right. He's bruised. He's strapped down. He's got an oxygen mask. And the answer is he fell down the stairs. Like, come mm. on. And she's getting a little pissed off because she can't do her job effectively if she doesn't know what's happening. But none of these people want to. Want, want, None of these people want to they tell her disclose. anything. They won't disclose. Yeah. So Austin is, um, he was a medic and he was in the Marines. And so yep. she looks at him and she's just like, I need a report. And so he like tells her the physical issues, yeah. but there's no like causation. There's no narrative. There's no anything. Yeah. It's just pretty clear that he's been beat to fuck. Yeah. And uh, he fell down some <laughs> stairs made of knives. Absolutely. <laughs> and some claws yes. and possibly broken glass. The pointiest stairs. And then and then Austin notices that he's starting to wake up and he's concerned about Andy being there because he doesn't want the first person seen to be a stranger. And Mr. Nominane says, oh, well, you know, Grimalk and the cat is here. The cat is yeah. fine. Like, what? The cat yeah, is because, here. Because that's what like, you want. There's a Siamese cat just like curled up on a hospital bed everybody thinks that's totally normal and then he says like oh no don't worry grimalkin's here he'll he'll take care of the patient no problem it's fine not only do we have unidentifiably sourced severe injuries on a giant muscly man who's strapped down but we have a bunch (laughs) of people who are deferring to a cat No, listen, I defer to my cats all the time. I understand that I am staff and I understand my role in the household. But Andy is like, this is weird. (laughs) Everything about it's weird. Yes. And like, I know rich people are known to be weird, but this feels like a level that is way, way amped up. So they are going to go on their dangerous job. Um, It's pretty clear. She needs to keep him alive for eight hours. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, I can keep pretty much everybody, anybody alive for eight hours. But like if he has something going on with him that I don't know about or they don't know about, then I'll do my best. So Austin brings in a crash cart. And oh, she's yeah, like, that's super reassuring. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's like, I guess that makes me feel better. Cool, man. Like I've got it. All right. And they're going to go out. They'll be back at dawn. So they are on a dangerous job. They're in a bulletproof SUV bus situation. And there's muscle men everywhere. One of them wears goggles all the time because he did lose his eyes in a fight with another bear shifter. As and do. he had to get some of those Mad-Eye Moody eyes put in. And then there's another guy who is a a tech guy and he has a whole just metal arm. Yeah, it's like and, it, it's like the Avengers or X-Men. We're just yeah. assembling a bunch of different dudes with different yeah. injuries and then different super powered solutions for those. Yeah. yeah. And Austin's like cleaning his gun in a really serious way. Austin is a werewolf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. And meanwhile, Dragon Boy because we find out in this this chapter that he is in fact a dragon surprise yeah he's sitting there being like living with humans so long i've gotten used to this the scent of their metallic blood 
But okay, why was calm I down? S- calm yeah. down, girl. <laughs> take a take a breath. It's, it's fine. And he starts thinking so about Andy. Her? This was yeah. the one thing about this book that I was like, okay, we could this could have been a little different. He's thinking like, okay, <laughs> he's thinking about Zach, who's the, apparently the guy in the hospital bed strapped down yeah. with muscles and a crash cart. And she was perfect for the for his purposes. He he knew a lot about her background. He apparently right. had done a full background check. She has a ton of student loans. She has a high amount of debt to a hospital for medical bills. Mm-hmm. All of this is very familiar. Mm-hmm. And she has a brother who can't resist taking rides in cop cars. She's hungry <laughs> enough to be looking for cash, smart enough to keep Zach alive, and smart enough to ask many more questions. Very wrong about that. Very but then wrong. there was always the capital F, capital F, forgetting fire. She got too, too curious. <laughs> and I was like, do you have to call it forgetting fire? You gotta. I mean, I you know gotta. it does what it says on the tin, but I was like. It's spot on. <laughs> that, all right, fine, forgetting fire. Okay. Very on sure. the nose. Extreme. Yeah. Like, the, it's just We're all going. nose. It's, it's like 90% nose, this name. <laughs> What's that? Oh, my, oh, it's my forgetting fire. What's it do? Well, it actually makes eggs. Oh. <laughs> I surprised you, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I thought it would make me forget things. No, 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 nah. no, 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 no. No, that yeah. fire is only a cooking one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, and I wish, like, there was a little part of me that wish it was uh, anthropomorphized a tiny bit. Like in in Howl's Moving Castle. I was gonna say like Calcifer. <laughs> yeah, like Calcifer. Oh, look, look deep into the fire. Ooh, going to make you sleepy. Okay, now you can't remember things. But I, I can't remember things anyway. I don't even. I need mean, truly, fire. forget it. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. Oh, Swiss cheese memory over here. Yep. So it turns out Mr. Dragony Dragon is named Damien. Ooh. Yeah. And he is, in fact, the Blackwood that. Blackwood's around, um, but he's clearly been alive for a long, long time. Long ass um, time. Because she keeps on referencing like old ass photos, you know, that she pulled up on the internet, and they look like him, but like yeah. also not, and like yeah. who knows. But we find out, yeah, he's just he's a dragon man, and his whole job here, he he is from. The realms, capital Again, R, with realms. the nose. There's some parts of this book that are like 90% nose. He's from the realms. The realms. Just capital R, realms. Love it. I yeah. love it. I don't need more explanation than that, honestly. Yeah. You did it. You did it. So he's from there, but he lives here now because yeah. he is an interdimensional. Like you know, or Long Island. Yeah. You live yeah. there, but now you live here. You're in Jersey now. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Except he's sort of the monster ice, I guess. Right? How he so? Does, well, he abuses people who try to immigrate from one place to another. <laughs> he So there are gates that open. Yeah, he is kind of like Monster Ice. I, I thought you meant like literal ice. And I was like, no. well, I know he's got forgetting fire. Did I miss a frost element here? No, you meant immigration. No. And, and customs cu- enforcement. Customs yeah. enforcement, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He is. He is kind of okay. He's he's realms border patrol. That's uh, I hadn't put that together, but yes, you are a thousand percent right. He so totally creatures is. keep trying to come over, and he's like, "Go back or you die." And they're like, "No, I like it here," so he kills them. Like that's yeah, his you, whole job. It's whole thing, and like Fuck. these. Tra- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. So, uh, 
<laughs> Everyone listening, like their opinion of this guy just went. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like to be fair, the the beings attempting to immigrate are, are very different than what we encounter. Most of them are sharp and aggressive, and you know, would probably like to eat humans as snacks. Yeah, yeah, they're they would like to snack on us. So you know, a little bit different, but kind of okay. you know. Sure. <laughs> the same table. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, so his whole thing is he. Uh, there are tears that open, gates yes. that open between. If you've ever played Dragon them. Age Inquisition, and you know there's portals in the sky where the demons come through. That's what this is. Like that's what that Absolutely. reminds me of. The Absolutely. unearthly things. And there's a lot of like single word capitalization for yes. the world building here, which I thought was very interesting. I haven't seen that Love in a while. There's Love Earth, that. capital E, realms, yeah. capital R. The unearthly things. Um, you know. Most non-magical humans would think they saw UFOs, ghosts, or Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how the story's world is anchored into our world. All of these reports of UFOs are actually the unearthly coming to the realm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes they're beings, them. and sometimes it's just like matter that doesn't belong here. Yeah. So. Wait, um, do you think this explains yeah. shit like like Moms for Liberty? I mean, that's probably giving them too much credit. They're just well-funded, <laughs> small, and hateful. It's not like they're from another realm. They're from this one. It's just like, it would be much easier to be like, are you from a terrible place? Is that why? Yeah. Anyway. Did Damien miss you? Uh, did you escape Damien? Fucking hell. God yeah. damn it. So, listen, there was a gate that opened recently, and three bad things came through. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, the thing they put at the apex... It was this bus size insect that did have bulletproof chitin and all of it was sharp. So they were like, we're going to put our energy here and we're going to find the other two things later. Because that bug thing did grab onto Zach and try and to do an eviscerate on him. Yes. And that's how he, quote, fell down the stairs. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he just immediately shifted into his dragon and he couldn't help himself and he lost control. And he knows that someday the dragon will take over forever. No! And Austin will have to put him down. Yep. It's all his fine. His own unearthly heritage is oh. putting his team at risk. Oh, oh, the honor of it all. Constantly. And they've also lost a team member recently, so they're all emotionally a little raw. Yeah. And now they've got two more. They took care of the bulletproof Zach eating right. bug. And they have a, bu- a tiger and a lady. And they got to go take yeah. care of those two. So they're going for the lady who's a succubus. Yeah. Bad yeah, news. Yeah, they're going after a succubus. And As you she's do. a tentacle winged creature. Yeah. It's kind of great. So they go they go to this uns uns rave at a dock. <laughs> he sends all the guys out to like an exit like to wait and he's like I'll be the lure to get her outside or whatever. Yes, but don't and... forget they have magic spheres. So oh, they God, hold the their spheres. balls. <laughs> they have magic spheres so they walk around holding their balls and it yeah. makes them invisible. Or it makes them look like whatever the person wants them to look like. So do yes. they want to see a puppy? They'll then see a puppy. They'll see a puppy. Yeah. He says, do they want to see a lost balloon? <laughs> then that's what they'll see. And it felt very specific. I don't know. <laughs> I liked it. I liked that detail. 
So he goes in because he's still in his three-piece suit. He's not wearing any tactical gear. He doesn't need it. Not when you have a 60-foot fire-breathing dragon inside of you. And I was like, do you not get shot before you shift? Is that a thing I mean, you that do never happens? have a body with skin right? like that would imply some vulnerability who knows uh, whatever it's fine he's who knows pseudo bulletproof yeah turns out um he just heals really fast unless he doesn't unless he doesn't <laughs> that was uh that was Chekhov's paranormal world building moment by truly way. yeah truly so he sees the succubus and she's a busty blonde and she's doing a shake in the middle of the dance floor and there's all these people who are gathered around and he's like, if I were to let my eyes turn to their unearthly dragon slit eyes, I would be able to see that all of her tentacles are like actually stuck into these people and she's drawing their life force and all this stuff until they become mindless slaves to her. And... So he's like, I'm going to basically show her that they're dumb and all she needs is me. And so he does a billionaire like wink at her from a while, uh, <laughs> kind of a way, you know, like 10 feet away or so. And she comes over and she's like, oh, hello, I want you. And she spears him. You're but different. You're different, she says. And since he's not human, he doesn't feel the pleasure that humans feel when her no. stinger tentacle puts itself in him. <laughs> Jesus, Melody words. Instead. <laughs> it's a migraine. Yeah. So if you've ever wondered, crap on a cracker, why do I have a migraine? It could be because a succubus has stabbed you in the gut and is trying to yeah. siphon off your life force. And having had migraines, that could be it. It seems plausible. Seems seems legit. Yeah. Yep. So she spears him and he, and he's he just like, sort of stumbles out the door with her. Outside? Yeah, let's take this outside. And he's basically luring her to where his super team is waiting and the Wonder right. Twin powers are going to activate and they're going to take her out. Yeah. Yeah. Thundercats go. Thundercats go. But so, it's never that easy. I mean, like no. it's only chapter two, for God's sake. We got more book to go through. Succubus is going to fuck some shit up. Absolutely. And she does. So they're like, get out of the way, because all of their weapons are warded to only hit unearthly things and not ever hurt a human ever, ever. But that means that if he's in the line of fire, it he... will hurt him. Right. So he tries to duck out of the way. They shoot that succubus. But because she's still attached to him, she just heals really fast. And so they have to like the, the goggle boy is up. And he's the sniper, and so he's shooting at her, and then yep. Austin's shooting at her, and somebody throws him a gun, but the, the succubus bats it down. Yeah. And then, because he's so close, he can see all of her tentacles and her big, giant wings. And she looks at him as she's dying, and she yeah. says, You're like me. You sided with the humans instead of flying with me. Yeah. Oh, dead now. I'm a dead succubus. So, wow. Now we're back at the castle with, what's her name, Andy. Yep. And listen, a bunch of shit's happening. She's like, I really should have lifted up this sheet and looked at his torso before they left. I didn't. It was my bad. But she sees that there is like a slow leak in his bandages. Yeah. She's and like, she realizes. down the fucking stairs. Yeah, right. On a stairs Fuck. made of made of 
bulletproof insect. Yeah. So she realizes that his numbers are good, but he is not doing well bandage wise. And if Mm. she doesn't examine what's going on with these bandages, he could be bleeding very slowly to the point where he's in great peril. Um, This part I didn't get. She was surprised to find him naked underneath the covers. Hmm. Well, he doesn't have a hospital gown on. You saw his chest. What did you think he was going to have underoos on? Ah, yeah. I don't know. When I've been in the hospital, I have a gown, but I'm bare-ass naked under the gown. Absolutely. You're seeing my booty as I walk down the hall. Oh, yeah. I'm flashing the whole damn world. Absolutely. And he's got all of these words, tattoos on his arm, like hieroglyphs. So she goes back to the dressing, and it's a big-ass dressing. It goes from his hip to his shoulder. This is some really messed up stairs. Yeah, and, and she's, she's like, like, did they do surgery here? What the heck? Like, she looks at it and she's like, I couldn't, I don't think I could create this wound with, like, a, like a knife. On like purpose. If I was, yeah. At all. So she's like, I'm going to go in the direction Austin was going to see if I can find some bandages from wherever he got the crash cart. Yeah. Except she just sort of, like, Gets like walks through this labyrinth. Because right. the house and it's room makes no after sense. room. There's a kitchenette, and then there's a game room, and then there's a tiki bar. Like mm-hmm. a mud room, a bedroom, enough a closet with enough furs to lead to Narnia. First of all, why do they have all these furs? What's are they cold? What's that about? Furs. But she can't find a bathroom, <laughs> she can't find a coffee pot, and she cannot find any bandages. But yeah. then when she gets back, there's a sterile chest vest in its package just sitting on this unconscious guy. On top of the patient. On top of him. Like, okay, magic house. What's going on? And she's like, is anyone else here? Yeah, hello. Hello. hello, hello, what, hello. Is, what the fuck? And it then she says, if her. someone is taping this to punk me later, <laughs> let me just preemptively say you're an asshole. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Also, worst punk ever. Yeah. Man's is, life is at stake. This is friggin' stupid. I'm trying to stop <laughs> abdominal bleeding and you're messing with me. So she's like, all right, screw it. Um, I'm going to rip all this tape off of him. And it's a lot of work to take the bandages off this guy. And mm-hmm. then she actually sees his injuries. Mm. And she's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, there's claw marks, but they're bigger than any hand she'd ever seen. There's a bite mark. One of his lungs had apparently collapsed. Like, what? She's like, no fucking wonder. Like, what happened? And she said, I don't yeah. know what got into you, but I hope it does not get into me. Yeah. So she rebandages him. And she's like, okay, I've done everything I can do. And she sits down on the couch. But then somebody starts going, help, help, help I'm a tiny child. Can you come get me? Are you there? Which is like super creepy. God. I I had friends when they lived in their first apartment that one of their neighbors had a car alarm. This was like back in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. And the car alarm was, help, help. No. Freaked the shit out of my friend. She's like, I know. Even though the minute I know that it's the car, I calm down that first every time. And, you know, like when a truck goes by a car with a car alarm, it would go yeah. off. Remember how yeah. sensitive they. Yeah, totally. Help. 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 Uh-uh. Well, but also like Creepy. we already we're already fighting bystander effect, you know, yeah. getting people to call police or whoever now you're adding a car alarm to it so people are like ah, i bet it's just that car that it's just that car, car. it's not a person yeah she's <laughs> oh, louise so she hears help me and then farther away from her please help which so not cool not cool and she's like man 
is this billionaire also trafficking people? Like, if this is their one chance to get away, I have to help them. Yeah, she's a nurse. If somebody says help me, she's going to be like, what can I do? Right. So she is running through the rooms. And she finds herself in the weirdest rooms. Like, yeah. it's it's as if the house is molding itself as she runs and puts weirder and weirder rooms in front of her. So mm-hmm. there was a green velvet room, and then there was a dungeon bedroom, and then there was a, be- a room with black leather furniture, and then there was an art gallery, and then there was the basement of her first home with orange carpet, tan wood paneled walls, and a green regulation pool table with dangly lights. And she's like... Are you kidding me? That is alarming. Yes. she's and, and all of this, of course, reminds her of her brother, which makes her have some feelings, which are not great. Yeah. And then she goes, please help me. Help. And she runs through a door and falls into a pond. This right into a pond. A yes, whole ass do. pond. And that pond has mud at the bottom of it. Lily pads, mud, slime. And then she hears laughing, which <gasps> is so not cool. So I have a question for you because I haven't decided yet. Yes. Is this just Grimalkin fucking with her? Yeah, this is Grimalkin fucking with her. Yeah. She's like, fuck you and fuck this. And she gets out of the water and she's just standing there completely wet. And the cat walks up to her. Yeah. And she looks at him and she's like, she's like, can you fucking believe this? And he Not starts knowing. purring. He's like, yeah. I can't believe this. This was oh so my great. God. You're a wonderful toy. Well, yeah. it's her fault because she did not bring him cheese. Yeah, apparently Grimalkin is mad if you do not provide cheese. Mm-hmm. Which, which we find out later, Grimalkin has very specific cheese requests, and right. she is not fulfilling better. them, so into the pond you go. <laughs> yeah, so she goes into the next room, and she's in the fur room again all of a sudden. Yeah. And she finds that coat closet, and she rips off all of her clothes, and she just puts on an old-timey, like, 1940s fur coat. And she's this is like... All the fur coats that she saw in those closets, she's like, yeah. all right, I'll just wear that. Now, now, here's... I got a little creeped out by this, because she takes okay. all her clothes off, and she pulls on a huge, black, fluffy fur. Is this the mm-hmm. fur of a shifter that died? Like, why do you have these fur coats? What is I that? I didn't even think about that. Because they kept is talking she... about how members of their team had been killed, and they were, like, is this like, is this like a pelt? Did you make coats out of them? Like, what? Why do you have a huge, black, fluffy fur? Because most of the furs that I've seen, I don't see a lot of black ones. Most of the ones it's... I used to see were brown or yeah. variegated. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're really going for it and you wear ermine, that's white. But, like, is this, this, is this a former team member that she's, like, wrapped up in? But, okay, so now she's butt naked, wow. got pond water in her hair, wearing a fur. Oh, my God. Incredible. So we flash back to him, and he is injured because he did get stuck a few times by that succubus. And he's, like, hurt real bad, and he's like, I just got to go crash and heal. So he goes home. Everybody else cleans up the mess. And he stumbles through the house and crashes onto his bed. And then Grimalkin is like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm mostly okay. And he's like, but did you bring cheese, though? I really need cheese. And he's like, Grimalkin, I I will get some for you tomorrow. They have this whole conversation because he is an interdimensional guardian who was assigned to Damien at birth. Yeah, as you do. And, of course, he's a Siamese cat. Yeah, I mean. If you're going to have an imperious, cheese-loving guardian, Siamese totally checks out. But the other problem is that he's bleeding. 
but his yes. blood is green. And Grimalkin's like, oh, there's green blood on the ground. Is it yours? And he's like, yeah, it's nothing I can't heal. And the, I had a lot of mental images here. Okay. Like, was this like green slime from You Can't Do That on television? Like, just that's gobs of I, goo? Just Was it glowing? Like, what, that's what kind of green she, are we talking about? Later like, on, she calls green? it electric green. Right. So it's like, it's like you can't do that on television slime. It's just coming out of his body. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. So he finally crashes, and then she hears a bunch of doors slamming, and she's like, these fuckers told me I could go home at dawn. Somebody's going to take me home. I'm done with... She says, tonight is canceled. I'm yes. done with this night. I'm going to get paid. I'm going to go home. So she goes out to you know find somebody, sees yep. a metric fuckton of green fluid on the ground, and follows it to his bedroom. And so she's like, oh, my God, like, look at him. I can't believe like that has to be blood because he does have a gash on him or whatever. And then she's like, I find him so annoying. He's just oh, he's the worst. Then she gets close enough and she's like, oh, I must mount you now. Yes, you <laughs> smell really, really good. Even with your green slime blood. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's covered in succubus pheromones. Yep. Which, so, of course, makes everyone around him grade 13 horny pants. Absolutely. And so I do love her, though, because she's like, hey, hey, wake up. And he goes, mm-hmm. And what's Why? weird is that at the start, she thinks it smells yeah. bad. And she's like, yes. she's like, I smell bad shit for my living. Like, I smell bad things oh, professionally. Yeah. And this was the worst thing I've ever smelled. And then she, she recoils. But then she's like super duper horny. Which yeah. is actually kind of funny because Grimalkin asks for a very specific cheese when he's teasing and bothering um, Mr. No Name. Mm-hmm. He asks for a porcelain cheese, mm. which smells really bad. Oh. It has a very mild flavor, but it smells really strong. Oh. So there's like all kinds of smells in this chapter. There's this cheese smells and then there's succubus smells. And apparently... As happy as cheese makes Grimalkin, the pheromones of the succubus are giving her super horny pants. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to straddle you. I don't care if you're bleeding. Yeah. And and so he sort of like moans at her and he's like, why? And she goes, wake up enough to say yes. (laughs) Which is like, I mean, it's sort of a hand wave towards towards like consent kind of totally no it absolutely is i was into it yeah and so he he's like what are you talking about he's like oh okay kissing fine and then he realizes what's going on after they do a big makeout he's got a hand on a tit oh yeah Every yeah. he he realizes that There's she's thumbs naked on under nipples. This. He's doing the yes. he's doing the, the swishy swishy yep. windshield yep. wiper on the nipple thing. Absolutely. Remember those computers? Remember the laptops that had the little red nubbins? And had, <gasps> yes, yeah, I do. That's, that's what he's doing. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's he and Clippy are. That's what he's doing. <laughs> but then he's like, oh my god, pushes her away, and, and he goes, like, Grim, Grim, you need to exchange all the air in the room and don't stop until I say so. So not only is this his guardian Siamese cat, an interdimensional being, uh-huh. but also has powerful HVAC capabilities. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. I mean, if great. you're going to have a guardian, you want to have a solid HVAC system, right? Yeah. And so he's like, it's not you. You know, I this weird shit happened tonight and you're not the one who's doing a big horny at me. Yeah. You don't actually want me. And I have a completely inappropriate heart on. Yeah. Not OK, but I will live. 
And she's like, you are, though, like, bleeding green. Right. So what is going on with that? And he's like, he, oh. she asks a bunch of questions. <laughs> um, sorry. So he, he's like, wait. Oh, oh, crap. Well, sometimes the scales make it hard to feel things. And then he reaches for his wound and goes, why aren't I healing? Gasps and then passes out on the floor. Yeah. Huge so, gash, green blood, and lots of, like, cold air hitting her in the face. And she's like, what is happening? But I understand what I need to do now. I need to help this guy. Yeah. So she looks into the wound, and she sees something stuck in there. Yeah, and like a thankfully, thorn. Yeah. Thankfully, she doesn't touch it with her hand. She goes over and gets some of his ice tongs for cocktails. As You, as you mean, as you don't you have a full bar in your bedroom? No. Why I not? Mean, I, <laughs> because I'm a pleb. Is what the answer is. I mean, wait, I guess judging from this dude, the magic HVAC cat, the cheese, yes. the, the temporary medical facilities, the mm-hmm, shag mm-hmm. carpet in the pond, yeah. this is the type of guy <laughs> who has a bar in every room. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, so know. she pulls it out and Boop. it starts disintegrating with whatever it is. So she throws everything on the ground. Yeah. And then he wakes up and he's like, what? what's going on? And she says, you're leaking green, so you don't get to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then she looks around again and the stinger and the tongs and all of the green blood is gone. It's gone. Yeah. So he tries to be like, go find Austin and have him take you home. She fights him for a minute and then she's just like, you know what? Fuck this and fuck everything. Fuck I this don't shit up out. Fuck I don't this shit care. I'm out. <laughs> don't mind me. I'm going to just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Yeah, she's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. She does notice that he has abs like, quote, fucking whoa. And oh. quote. But the wound is gone and he's a butt. And she's just like, you know what? Just pay me money and get me yeah. out of here. I have done enough weird shit. Yes. And so he's like, go get clothes from my closet and then go get Austin. Leave yes. the fur behind. It has sentimental oh, yeah. value. <gasps> oh, no. Is it Michael? <laughs> She's wearing his skin. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, it puts the shifter, it puts the lotion on the shifter. Shit. The again. <laughs> oh, boy. So she dresses in a bunch of his clothes, and, um, including and- his shoes that he wore back home. Just imagine the sound effects if this was like an audio play. Like I imagine her dressed like one of those Sesame Street characters wearing grown-up clothes. Absolutely. Okay, sure. Whatever. Um, I don't know why she took his shoes. That just cracks me up. Because you know know. he's got to have like feet like an old size 14 feet minimum yeah and she's apparently five foot nothing yeah exactly so she could probably wear his shoe on her head yeah the book's always talking about how teensy tiny she is yeah and how she can get into small spaces because she's so small and all the business so yeah she goes down to see austin and austin's like you saw what's his name damien she's like yeah and he goes Damien took you to bed? And she's like, not that it's any of your business, but no. No. He told me to find you, get paid, and have you take me home. I pulled Austin, a weird purple thorn. He was bleeding green oh, yeah. blood, and now I want to go home. Thank you. And Austin's mm-hmm. like, uh, okay. Yeah. So they go outside, and she's waiting for him to get the car. And then all of a sudden, 
alarms start going off. Wee-oo, wee-oo. Yep. And shutters start coming down and crazy shit starts happening. So Austin runs at her, basically goes to tackle her like a linebacker, but instead throws her over his shoulder. As you do. And he's like, no time to explain. And he just shoves her over his shoulder like a sack and starts running. And she's like, what the fuck? He's like, just, 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 just trust me. Just go with me here. Yeah. So he throws her into like a utility van? He just tosses her. He he just tosses her into um, a van. It is and a van like, that doesn't have handles on the inside, I think. Yeah, it's a serial like it's a killer. Murder serial van. killer. Serial killer van. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So he tosses her in there, locks her in, and he's like, you have to be quiet. It's for your safety. And he fucks off. So immediately, she She's does like, start shouting the house Hello, down. help me. I'm stuck in this van. <laughs> Hello. Pounding on the sides. And she only stops when she feels something gigormous whack into the van right and then she's like wait i did just pull like an arm-sized stinger out of a guy with green blood maybe i shouldn't be yelling maybe i should be listening to the guy who tossed me in a van i mean oh no it's it's a tricky situation do you listen to the guy who tossed you in the van or do you you know try to get help because a guy just tossed you in a van because yeah he did do a big abduct on you that that is very difficult thought process to work out especially with all that adrenaline so i empathize with her position here absolutely it does become more clear when a monster does start materializing beside her inside the van a little mist and then it's starting to coalesce and she's like oh oh fuck stick so then she uh launches herself through a pass-through window that nobody's supposed to fit through but she does tiny tiny one and she gets in the front seat and then she's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta drive this shit out of here because the whole garage, I guess, is closed. And so she's like, I can't figure out how to open garage doors. I just gotta drive through it. I do not know how to drive though. Oh, so problem. she's tr- trying to figure out like which, but like, but like Andy, quick question here. Yeah. Have you also just not lived in the world? Right, because like even before starts... I learned to drive, I knew there was a brake and a gas. Yeah. And you press one, and the and the the reaction of pressing that one is going to be pretty clear. But she's just mashing on both pedals, <laughs> like she's riding a bike, and <laughs> like she's never ridden in a car before. Apparently, it's like, so funny. Oh like, my oh, god, honey, come on. But then the monster so starts materializing beside her in front. And the book so, goes back and forth between like yeah. yakety sacks and troop kill. <laughs> it's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she finds that gas pedal real great. Yep. Wow, she does it. And she drives into the door and finally breaks it open. And then she does crash that van into an ornate fountain that is As in front do. of the house. As you do. And then she hurls herself out of the van. Yep, she and lost the shoes. Get... She's bleeding. She lost her yeah. phone. She lost the money they paid her. She's like, I'm so fucked. And it's this striped monster is still materializing. It's got lots of legs. It, she says it's like a t- cross between a tiger and a centipede, <gasps> a human face that wouldn't stop <gasps> grinning. And I would just like to say, no, thank you. I will not. <laughs> I... Not here for centipede, tiger, human face smiles. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And it's like the creepiest shit with the smile because it's just like, it's, it's, I am going to eat you. Like, it's so excited to consume her. Snack in a box. My, my food is to go. (laughs) So we uh, then shift over to his perspective and he's like, we, we, shower. He's like, God damn it. 
Why is Austin running a drill? But what if it's not a drill? And then he does hear a crash and a scream. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. He goes to the window. He looks out and he sees the crashed van and her. And then this shimmer tiger. Which, okay. That name does not do justice to the description in <laughs> no. the prior chapter. A shimmer tiger sounds very Lisa Frank. It was, sounds like something that would have been on my trapper keeper. Had it some does. glitter. I would have been very protective of the shimmer tiger. That would have been a very precious sticker to me. Yeah. This is a, a cross between a tiger and a centipede with a smiling human face. That shimmer does no. No, mm-hmm. it also sounds like those fuck dolls from Nicholas Lord of the Satyrs. <laughs> you know those fuck nips? <laughs> Shimmer skins the women they conjure out of sand because they need to exercise their their second penis. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Listen, uh, listener, go back and find our episode on Nicholas Lord of the Satyrs. That book, that book changed my life. Truly, like, like people ask me, and I'm like, I can tell you about this book, but you, you, then you will know about it, and you will yeah. never be able to not think about it. <laughs> like if you thought the Seeker was from Harry Potter, I just want you to know that you're wrong. You're hugely wrong. Hugely and that's wrong. offensive to me, frankly. I know. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now all I so can think about shimmer, is the Shimmer sprites. Tiger. Sparkly. The Sparkles, <clears throat> the Shimmer Tiger. I'm naming it that, by the way. It's not actually named Sparkles, but I mean. No, shimmer I like tigers, that. It sounds like a Lisa Frank sticker. It does. Yes. Yeah. So he 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 and his dragon because they are two separate entities in his head. And they argue with each other. It's like two consciousnesses, yeah. which is weird because he keeps saying that he's not human, but he has a human identity. Yeah. Like he yeah, what's argues that with thing? a second second. It's very existential. Yeah, like he is a body for the dragon, but there's really no explanation of how he came to have a human consciousness. It's right. not like he's a dragon walking around and going, "Oh, my skin is all porous and itchy." Totally. The dragon's like, "I'm trapped in you." Yes. There's two consciousnesses there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, weird, it's right? also very um, Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross. Yes. He fights with his wolf a bunch. All the time. All yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he and his dragon are in agreement. He punches through a window, jumps out of it as a man, but lands <gasps> as a dragon. And then he does grab that and shake it like a dog with a rag doll. Nom. Because nom, he nom, says nom. the worst part about these things is that they can teleport, but they do so very slowly. Yeah. So you have to make sure you injure it enough to where it can't put itself back together again and live. So, boy, he does it. And then his tiger, nope. Then his dragon roars in triumph. And his dragon is mad. One of the yeah. interesting things is this, this home was his home and everything in it was his, including her. <gasps> Damien's like, oh, I'm sorry, but was what? What? Yeah. Like record scratch. And he's like, no, she's mine. Okay. Can you deal with the tiger? Oh, right. Yeah, of course. The fine. It's the tiger is not the biggest issue here. The fact that the tiger is in my home is the issue here. But that's right. He, uh, you know, he he nom noms the, the dragon. Yeah, it's great. So then it shifts to her perspective and she's like, there's violet blood everywhere. And like a black dragon has just swooped down and saved me. And I should be running. I should be very afraid. But this dragon's obviously my savior. And so maybe I'll just pet it on the snoot a little. Pat, pat, pat. Yeah. I was like, nice how to train your dragon reference there. That's pat, really pat, great. Pat, pat. Yeah. Really great. But so she, she recognizes the dragon's eyes and she realizes mm. that those are Damien's eyes. Damien yes. was a dragon. And this is where she remembers Auntie Kim saying, there are dragons in the world, real, dra- <gasps> real dragons. Beware to know a dragon is to be cursed. 
Oh, wow. But there was never any explanation, like, no. why would we, what would we be cursed? And there's no. t- plenty of stories that she knows about dragons who are protectors and dragons mm-hmm. who are ruthless. Mm-hmm. And the only thing she's really thinking about is the, the, the curse part. And she's like, well, why didn't I ever ask? Because I didn't yeah. think they were real. And hello, there's a dragon. Oh, hey, she's girl. She's reaching her hand out. She's reaching her hand out. It's very hiccup and toothless. She's reaching her hand out. And then it switches back to Damien. And Damien is having a little fight with his dragon. He is. No, well, no, because, no. The dragon's yeah. like, mine. Mine. And he's like, get back, dragon. You let me take back over. And he's like, you, you acknowledge that she's mine. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Well, and he's thinking to himself, she, like, she knows, yeah. like, she's not afraid. Yeah, she knows it's it's me, and she sort of accepts me. Yeah, even though this has to be fucking weird for a human. Yeah, so he and makes terrifying. himself smaller. He folds his wings up and he puts his little legs underneath him, and he makes himself smaller, and lets her approach him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, I should show her my teeth." Yeah. And she's like, at that moment, she puts her hand on his face, on his cheek. Oh. And uh, his scales rattle. <gasps> With a shudder. Yeah. A shudder of recognition, we find out later. And then, poof, there's Damien, but naked. Just naked as the day he was born, Extreme I assume. Extreme naked. And he's like, why aren't you afraid? She's like, should I be? And yeah, I'm she like, says, yeah, should I be? A, she's an ICU nurse. She's seen some shit. Absolutely. Right? Like, if you're going to have somebody confront otherworldly beings, someone who has seen the absolute worst of human injury is probably going to be like, well, that's not as shocking as as you might think. Most definitely. Yeah. That's right. Yep. But then, so as they're talking, he looks down and he sees that some of that violet blood is on the shirt that she's wearing. Yep. So he gets over to her and he's like, did (gasps) any of it touch you? And he rips it off of her. And then he picks her up, I think Mary Carey style. I want to interject one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the end of chapter eight. Oh, yeah. He grabs her arm, held it out. There was a spot of violet on the white shirt right under her left breast. Did it touch you? He didn't unbutton it. He just grabbed both sides of it and ripped it off her. And that's the end of the chapter. So if you are a reader, what are you going to do? It's, maybe it's two in the morning. Maybe you're like, I'll just oh. finish this chapter. Nope. Going on to the next one. <laughs> Can't put it down. Outstanding chapter ending moment. Like, but he just ripped her shirt up and I got to see what happens next. Yeah. Well played. Very well played. Absolutely. That's why I Good like point. chowed through this book. Like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. So his dragon is pissed. Do not let anything happen to her. And he's like, shut up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he so picks her up. Honestly, blood touching house. human skin is bad. Some of it, I guess. Some of yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But Shimmer Tigers is bad. Yeah. So, so. he takes her into his dragon pool, uh, his his dragon bathing pond. Yeah, which she's uh, found earlier. But now, yeah. now he's like, Grim, heat the pond. And she goes, do you want to explain what the fuck is happening to me right now? Because she's like topless and he's naked and he's just chucking it through the house. And he's like, Grim, heat the pond. And she's like, could you just... Could you just tell me what is happening? Use your words. You're a human man now with words. Yeah. yeah. Use your words. Instead, he he full on chucks her into that pond and yeah. then follows her in after. Yeah. She's like, oh, I am a amazing. nurse. Tell me what the problem is. And he's just like chucking her in a pond. <laughs> this is so, Dragon Healthcare. Thunk. Yeah. So he finally makes it to her. She stands up and she's 
fucking livid as you would be. And he like starts explaining and she's like, okay, I guess that makes more sense. But like in future, there is a better way to handle that. And it did involve words. She notices that he is super duper naked. And And he thinks she is super duper hot. Oh, yeah. She's got beautiful, perfect boobs of some sort. And yeah, they're into it, basically. Yeah, they're totally checking each other out. We got very quickly into hot dragon pond naked times. Absolutely. But then they talk about the fact that she was like all rubbing herself on him when he was bleeding green blood in his bed. And yeah, because he says, like, you, know, you didn't hate it earlier. Right. She's like, well, I almost died. I met a dragon and I kissed you for some reason. He goes, yeah, that, that wasn't that wasn't you. You were under a spell. Oh, of course she was. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. That makes as much sense as anything fucking else does around here. Right. And she's like, mm-hmm. OK, you're going to tell me everything. Right. And he goes, not if I can help it. <laughs> He's always honest. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not actually going to tell you everything. Sounds uh, like a terrible idea. Yeah. That's a really, really bad idea. And he's like, nobody can know what we are or what we do. And she's like, why save me from being burned by acid if you're just going to kill me? He's like, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. No, you're safe with me. You just, you know, you might. You you're might just going to forget remember everything. remember everything tomorrow. Yeah. And she's like, and why is that? You're cursed. And he's like, no, I'm just going to make you forget. Hmm. And she she says, I don't I don't think I'm gonna just forget all this is a lot. Like I'll be thinking about this at three in the morning for a while now. Oh yeah. We're gonna be processing this stress for a couple of weeks. <laughs> gonna be a lot of meditation going on. And he's like, No, you're gonna forget. And she's like, Explain okay, why exactly. There has to be a thing. What's yes. the thing? What's the thing? And, and then he he's like back the in his head fire. and goes, Why did he tell her? Yes. Oh he just like he just never should have told her. Oh, He's like, and he's never I'm not had ex- a compunction like this before. No, he's never had an interest for telling anybody anything ever. No. That's nope. how you know it's it's true love because he mm-hmm. wants to talk or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So he tells her about the forgetting fire and she's like, fuck that and fuck you. That's not happening. How about how? No? Yeah. How am I going to know about all the money you're supposed to pay me? Are you still going to pay me? And he's like, there will be a bank error in your yeah. favor and all this bullshit. So dumb. If you pick me up, if I am picked up by one more man yeah. by today, I will knee you in the balls. Like, <laughs> she has had enough. Done. And he, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? And she's like, so we're both going to forget? And he goes, oh, no, no, no. Just you. I'm immune. I'm, I'm totally immune. Because it's my it. forgetting fire. Am dragon. Am dragon. It's my fire. <laughs> Which, is there ever really, is there ever really, like, an explanation? Like, does he no. hawk a loogie and it's on fire? Does he breathe fire? Because then he'd have to control, like, his breath and not, like, torch her. Like, where is, does he fart no! the forgetting fire? Is that no, why the capital is a... F? Oh, my God. If only. Oh, that would make all my dreams come true. No, it's kept in a room in the house. Remember? Because oh, uh, Goggle Boy. Oh, that's right. That's right. They got to go to it. Yeah. It's Goggle Boy tends part. the fire because he's the only one with magical eyes who can look at it and it won't affect him. Right. Thank you. I forgot about yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah, I might yeah, get better yeah. the idea that it's a fart. So let's just go with that. Me too. And she's Bond. like, well, how are you going to pay me? He goes, oh, there would have been a banker, you know, in your favor. Well, I wrote this on my calendar. And he's like, everything that refers to me and this place in your memory would have been erased. And she's just like, what? This no. is diabolical. I have a scar from this acid under my tit, pal. 
Mm-hmm. You're just going to put me back in the world with a scar? I don't know. I mean, look, I will be honest. I am of an age where I get I bruises never. and I'm like, where the hell did, what? what? Why? Like, I got one I on my arm. One. I have no idea where it came from. Yeah. I was I was getting in the shower yesterday and I looked yeah. down and I have a bruise like right below my hip bone. Yep. No idea how I got it. No idea. Yeah. Not like, a clue. I, I, someone once said that aging is, is basically looking around and going, how did I get here and why do my knees hurt? <laughs> yeah. And it's like very true. Ooh. She's like, you're just going to put me in the world with a scar and he, and and I'm going to just, you know, just forget. No. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what do you mean? No. She said, yeah. I said no. He's and like, he's... it's for your own good. And, and she's like, my, this yeah, is my favorite scene. <laughs> I highlighted the fuck out of this and I chortled when I read this. <laughs> she says, are you really going to fuck around in my head and erase my memories without my permission? And he says, it's for your own good, I promise. And she responds, just the tip, right? Yeah. Do you know how many times I've heard that before? And I'm like, I love this woman. I pledge fealty to her right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. Mm-hmm. Just the tip, right? Oh, yes. Burn, sick burn. She is not here for any of his nonsense. Yeah. And he She's acquiesces. Like, I promise I won't say. I won't t- say a word. Your secret will be safe. Just please don't mess with my brain. He's like, yeah. Okay. Well, and he remembers because his mom was married to his dad and they were in like sort of a similar situation, except his dad didn't want the mom to ever know anything. And so by the time she was older, she was not the same because she had forgotten too many fires over her life. And he doesn't really want that for her. And the way she convinces him, which is a really interesting way to reveal how much of a moral center he has. Mm. Is he he says, You won't you won't even remember any of this. You won't know that your mind has been messed with. You won't even remember. And she looks at him and he, she says, I may not remember it, but you will. And so he would have to live with the knowledge that he did this against her will if he does uh-huh. it. And that's what stops him. And I'm like, Oh, oh hello. Okay. All right, Mr. Forgetting Fart Fire. Okay. Right. Interesting, okay. interesting. Yep. So they go out, and Austin's like, okay, what's going on here? And he's like, are we all set? Meaning, the shorthand is, did you take her to the forgetting fire? Yeah, did you did you do the men in black choo-choo yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're skipping that for today. Just take her home. And Austin's like, what? that's a terrible idea. And she hides behind Damien then. <laughs> And Damien's like, no, we're not doing that. But then, wee-oo, wee-oo. There's another alarm. It's an oxygen alarm. Oh, fuck. So she and Austin run to Zach's room because there is an emergency. It's bad. The numbers on all of the screens that had been just fine before are now plummeting. And she's like, okay, where's your bag? Where's your oxygen? Uh This is the problem. And she's like, what's going on? She goes, is there suction? What is happening? And then all of a sudden, an entire (gasps) suction setup just appears. And the generator turns on. And she's like, Uh this house. And she doesn't even give a shit. She just grabs the end of the tube, sticks it in his mouth, thinking maybe he's got some kind of an obstruction and his yeah. saturation is in the 70s and Austin runs in with the ch- with the with the cat pad and they're tossing things back and forth. Oh my god. He's getting 100% oxygen. They're trying to get air into Zach and she she looks at Austin and says, "Well, when's the last time you intubated somebody?" He's like, "Well, it's been a while." She's like, "No, you need to get the defibrillator tabs." And J- Damien's like, "What's going on?" And Andy goes, "Are you sure you're not a doctor?" <laughs> Get out of the way. And I'm like, I love her so much. I love her. 
And then a blue hand does appear. Yeah. Out yeah. of this poor man's abdomen. So it's kind of like Alien. Uh-huh. It's something, she's ripped open the bandages, and something comes out of Zack. Ew. And it has hands, and it has tentacles, and it is blue, and it's got crazy teeth, and it wants to eat everybody, and it crawls on the walls, and it's got a tongue that's as long as its tail. Yep. And they refer to it as a lurker. Yep. So now it's fucking pandemonium. They're still trying to save Zack while this monster is climbing about the walls, trying to eat them. Another guy with a a metal arm comes in and starts trying to laser this... Yeah, it's like cyborg. Yes, from Teen yeah. Titans. Yeah, he's like yeah. zap, zap, zap. And the problem is, this monster has emerged from Zach and like broke up with some arteries. So there's yeah. like blood gushing everywhere, pew, pew. and all these alarms going on. And then there's this thing that's trying to eat them. It's it's a little chaotic. It's, it's a little wow. Rough. It's a little so rough. it like leaves the room to yeah. go to another room, and yeah. um and Grim makes it into a room that has nothing in it, so you can see everything that's there. Yeah. But then magic it camouflages house, itself. Yeah. Yeah. It camouflages itself to the gray of the walls, and now they can't see it at all. So um, Jameson, the tech guy, is still trying. He's, like, charging his laser gun. <laughs> yeah. And Damien's like, you need to do it faster. It's charged. And he goes, well, yeah, but I have to wait till the barrel cools off otherwise it'll get all deformed and break and he's like we're fixing that in the next generation of this weapon (laughs) (laughs) nice enough that nice to know that they're going through like alpha beta testing with their arm arm armaments arm armaments Uh uh-huh so he uh the 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 lurker runs back out again and stuff And she's still with Zach, and she notices yeah. all of this arterial bleeding. And she's on his on on the bed on him with the with the dressing that he was wearing all balled up, and she's trying to press the blood to make it stop. And she sees something like a mirror in his body before she, she, the cotton and the blood cover it up. And she's like, "Well, you know, a lot of things glisten inside people, so sure. you know, whatever. Maybe it's also it's a, been a long day. It's been a really long day. She was wet. She was in a fur. There was a dragon. There was a tiger centipede." shimmery thing like yeah. she's had like this okay whatever so she's so, on top of this guy she's got her pond scum hands in his abdomen yeah like she didn't doing... shower she was doing <laughs> that uh-huh. that can't be good <laughs> i mean it helps that he's a werewolf i think you know i mean i guess but like ooh. ooh. And the the lurker comes over, like, right toward her, and Damien's yeah. like, get off of, of him. Yeah. And she's like, I can't. If I do, he'll die. And so she feels this lurker lick up the back of her neck. Oh, she knows God, know. the monster is right there. And then Ugh. Jameson says, if you're not going to get down, then duck. So using her whole body weight still, yep. she ducks down. They shoot this lurker down, and that's all saved but now she's like, we have to call an ambulance. And the thing is, the dead thing lands oh. on her and oh. presses her farther into her patient's oh, guts. About that. So it's just like a disgusting, viscera sandwich. <laughs> it's just not it good. It is. And 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 so the lurker was dead, and and he Damien runs forward and he looks, and he can tell she's really, really mad. Yes. <laughs> so what does he do? He yells at her. 
and she's like, you, you have to get down. And she's like, if I move, he will bleed. What and do you not understand about this? Do you not understand? And she's like, you need to call 911. And Austin's like, no, we, we can't trust hospitals and we can't go. And, and she she's says, like, do you want your brother to die? He's going to die. He's bleeding out. What the hell? And then they both look to Damien to make Damien. the final call. Yes. And Damien says, call 911 and dun, we'll dun. figure it out. So the paramedics get there. Um, Grimalkin turns into a tiger, and he's like, tiger attack, you know, rich people stuff, normal. Very Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Like, we yeah. had a tiger, and it went badly. And the mm-hmm. paramedics are like, okay. Yeah, fair enough. They get him to the hospital. Is that hospital. like a normal thing for paramedics in L.A.? They're just like, <sighs> yeah, all right, tiger, sure. I believe I, it. Let's I go. They, so they intubate him. They put IVs in him. They get him going, and... They managed to save him, but the problem is there's going to be more and more people who are like, well, that's weird. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. The circle is widening. Yeah. So and they're gone. And she's like, would you please take me home? He's just like, take me the fuck home. Okay. So they get in the car. There's a gold coin hanging from the rearview mirror and it's swinging back and forth. And she watches it and she falls asleep. And then he sits there with her. Yeah. And he's like, I should probably wake her up. Yeah. Yeah, probably should. But but really, if I just sit here, I can kind of tell myself that she's choosing to stay with me. Yeah. And his dragon because... is like, do not wake her up. Leave her there. She's ours. She stays uh-huh. there. Like, this is fine. Why why mess with this? Everything is fine right now. Don't Absolutely. Don't do anything. Just sit in the car. Everything's fine. He's thinking about how she handled everything today, how, like, she wasn't afraid of his dragon, how she made all of these, like, heroic, selfless choices to save other people. Yeah. And he's just so impressed by her. And he's got a he's got a competence boner, big one for her. Yep. And meanwhile, his dragon (sighs) is like, yep, mm, told you. Mm hmm. Yep. And so then her eyes flutter open. She's like, oh, wow, what a weird, oh, not a dream. Oh, no, it's you. Hello. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's me. And she goes, you're, you're a dragon. He goes, yep. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just like Auntie Kim. And then she goes to rub her eye, but she's covered with like oh. random bits of goo. Apparently this goo is not as bad as the other goo because this goo is fine. It can stay on her. So she goes to rub right. her eye and she's like, oh, no. Mm-mm. Hate that. Ew. So it turns out she'd been asleep for three hours. He didn't notice that he was sitting there watching her sleep for three hours. That's okay, bro. Wowza. Yeah. And so she's like, I can't believe you didn't. You just let me sleep in your car for three hours and you didn't wake wake me up. And he's like, oh, I don't want to touch you without your permission. (laughs) And she goes, wait, so non-consensual consensual brainwashing is fine. But tapping me on the shoulder is right out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good Mm -hmm. to know. I do appreciate that she calls him on his bullshit absolutely yeah Yeah. it's great it's great it is so he's like he's like we shouldn't spend any more time together yeah and she clocks that he said shouldn't yeah because that means that he might want to yeah and she goes what if though we did like what if i were to i don't know text you yeah and he says well then i would come running Oh, wow. So she has to go get this gunk off of her 
and she gets out and she's walking away. He's watching her hips sway mm-hmm. on the way. And he triples her, her pay, by the way. He, he oh, triples God. her pay because of all of the things that happen. She's yeah. like a little uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Because she says, you know, people like me get bought by people like you. Right. And... He's like, but I didn't mean it that way. I did a background check. And she's like, that's not helping. Nope. Nope. Like, so you right. do know how broke I am. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. So should, should. So she gets out of the car and she walks away and his dragon says, mine. Mm-hmm. Told you. <laughs> and he tells his dragon to hush, but he does not deny it. And that's where we'll leave you today. Stay tuned until Friday when part two will be on the Smart Bitches Trashy Podcast feed. But if you're too impatient for that, head over to our Patreon. Not only will we have part two, but this week Sabrina and I will be doing a recap of books two through four of this series. So you get the HEA. Plus, I'm not sure if you heard, but we also did a two-part Ruby Dixon extravaganza where we discussed 20 books that Sabrina hyper binged in 12 days, most of which I'd already devoured, so there was tons to talk about. All of that and more is on Patreon right now. And if you want to see what we're up to between episodes, follow us on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on TikTok, that's right, folks, at Heaving underscore Bosoms, and you can also follow us for free on Patreon. All right. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love deferring to cats. I know you.